Hello and welcome to the Be You Bravely podcast. So as a species, we seem to really like fixing things. It gives us a sense of purpose and and maybe in some ways self-importance, but usually in a pretty good way. Like, have you ever noticed how people love to give advice, often to the detriment of simply listening and being present? Because sometimes you'll see in a conversation when somebody is sharing an issue that they are facing, the other person is nodding, but really they're just waiting for you to shut up so that they can throw their two cents in and give you their advice. So it just means that they're not really listening to you. And we also love to diagnose things. We love to give things labels because it seems that if we can name a problem, for some reason it makes us feel better. Like, oh yeah, that's what the problem is. Now, once I know what the problem is, I'm going to be able to find a solution. And I guess the problem with that is that we seem to have all been conditioned into what we see as normal and what is acceptable and what is okay. And anything that doesn't fit in with those rules, it must be a problem. There must be something wrong. So therefore, we need to name it because then we can fix it. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just observing that it is something that we have a tendency to do. I suppose what I'm what I'm curious around really more than anything is that when we label something and and we give it a prop we give it a diagnosis that we often create a story around that too, that there might be a meaning behind the diagnosis. And it's just that we're, we focus on something and see it as being broken. And I guess when I say something, I'm talking about us as a species, human beings, and in particular, our well-being, that when we see that we are broken, well, then there is this drive to want to fix it because that seems to be a big thing with us fixing things. But what if we've got it back to front and what if we're not actually broken at all? But in getting lost in the fixing, we keep ourselves away from the very source of where our well-being actually comes from. Because there's something that comes with, with seeing ourselves as being broken or seeing other people as being broken is often a feeling of hopelessness and despair come on the back of that. You know, for anybody who has been through a serious trauma or really struggled with their, their mental or their physical health, trying to find well-being from that place, from a place of hopelessness, it's really, really difficult. It's, it's a struggle. When we see other people as being broken as well and get caught up in trying to find the solutions 
of how we can fix them. It nearly kind of keeps people in that that state. And and certainly from from my perspective as a coach, when I used to see that, you know, there was a problem with my clients or that they they'd somehow needed fixing, the work that I was doing was really exhausting. And I put a huge amount of pressure on myself because I, I genuinely wanted to help people and make them feel better. But in many respects, I was doing them a huge disservice. Because well-being is not something that we need to acquire from the outside. Well-being is innate in every single one of us. Nobody is broken. We are all whole. We are complete. It's just that sometimes we forget. And for me to have a conversation with somebody who is struggling and maybe feeling a bit of despair and lost in their thinking, when I can see them as whole and when I can see that their well-being is already there, it changes the dynamic completely. And if this is something that you're, you have a big question mark around or you can have an argument for why that's not true, think to times when you were absolutely at your worst in your, your saddest, most despairing state. And I guarantee, even in those moments, there were times when you laughed or you smiled or you had glimpses of something, glimpses of hope. I remember being at my mother's funeral and the whole experience was very shocking because it was very sudden. And I had been abroad and I had to travel home and I was exhausted and I was bereft in absolute grief and I was bawling my eyes out because a friend of mine had just arrived and she'd put her arm around me and I was just enveloped in this emotion and then an incident happened where we both started laughing and my tears of of, of grief turned into tears of laughter and and that was a similar pattern for over the, the duration of the funeral. And I've seen it at other times where I've just been in the depths of sadness. But something within me glimpses through light, love, a different feeling. And that is, that's the innateness of our well-being. It doesn't go anywhere. It's always there. And as soon as we drop this idea that we need to fix ourselves or we need to fix other people, it's a lot easier to see that well-being in them. And it means we're less caught up in our thinking, looking for solutions. So we're more in that loving energy that is our natural state. That is deep compassion when we can show up and be really present for people, 
and not be lost in trying to find answers. They often just, things drop in. The right thing to say will drop in. We have insights. I've seen beautiful things happening when this this knowing drops into people's mind that we all have the ability to see each other's well-being. When we stop seeing that we're maybe getting caught up in our personal thinking, when we stop, when we stop seeing that the truth of the person is their thinking and start seeing that the truth of a person is love and well-being and wisdom. Because that's where we come from. That's who we are. So if it ain't broken, don't try to fix it. <laughs>